Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. going on everybody we are live with underground sports philadelphia episode number 162 this is essentially our final regular season baseball game episode uh as always show brought to you by main auto llc ducharms pro foot security 21 wainwright bernhardt funeral home paul j gillespie incorporated bob novick auto mall mark ronchetti cpa llc and the dental wellness center of Vineland. and yes i said wainwright bernhardt funeral home because they are back with Underground Sports Philadelphia, just re-upped their sponsorship with us. We are glad to have them back on board and uh, really appreciate you know them supporting the brand and supporting the show. So uh, make sure any of your needs that you may unfortunately potentially need, uh, they are there for you. Cobb uh, Bennett, Matt Castorina, live from Underground Studios. What's going on, man? You know, as always, living the dream as, as it was. We've got a lot to talk about because a lot has happened since Saturday. Um, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Get every single show we upload to our podcast feed. We're also on Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, follow us on Twitter at UndergroundPHI to uh, see when those tweets go live with all of our shows. But first things first, Matt, I've come to the proclamation that Reese Hoskins, just he needs some days off. Might as well just take the rest of the season off. <laughs> Pretty much all the team has anyway, so what's, what's the point? Um, you know, he flat out shut it down when reporters talked to him last night after the game, and he made that unfortunate, uh, you know, fumbled that. That would have been play, double play. Play like that could not have happened to, like, a worse Anyone player else. on the roster. Um, besides, like, Sean Rodriguez, just because yeah, I think we'll he get probably would have well. been, like, burned at the stake. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you talk about a guy that's, like... Beyond just, like, struggling for confidence, he's just flat-out sucked for, like, yeah. two months now. And, um, you know, again, if there's one guy that really didn't need, like, a, a pretty big gaff, it was Reese Hoskins. Like, I feel terrible for him because he ultimately, like, kind of frustrated with some other players on this team. Reese isn't one of them. Um, I like I, I like Reese a lot, and to see him just flat-out struggle like mm-hmm. he has, like pretty much half this season at the point yeah. at this point um sucks and yeah see him make a mistake like that also not great because like you know players make mistakes like that but i also think you know this is a guy that is on like zero percent belief right now right. and that's the i think it shows in a play like that like i think he makes that play like 99.9 percent of the time yeah um and right now i just i don't know i just think he I think you're right he probably just does need some time off because <laughs> like he was just and, you know, struggling. There was a play where ball kind of got past him at first base down the first baseline last night for a hit. And after, you know, the play transpires, he's just kind of like yelling at himself, kind of like talking to himself. And it's like, you can tell that he is just mentally inside his own head 
at levels that probably we didn't even realize. Yeah, it's a great thing we have a manager who's like so great and caring and clearly has like a, a you know fingertip on the pulse of this. Oh, we don't. <laughs> We don't. Well, Reese is out of the leadoff spot tonight. We do have the Phillies. Uh, that's a that's a cursed position. <laughs> Every, like everyone has been leading off since McCutcheon got hurt has just absolutely sucked. Well, then it's absolutely terrible for who's leading off tonight yes. uh, because the Phillies do start at six oh five tonight. A little bit of an earlier start, um, but Corey Dickerson leading off, playing left field. JT batting second behind the plate. Uh, Bryce Harper back in his traditional three hole. Reese batting cleanup. Gene Segura at shortstop, batting fifth. Cesar at second. Scott Kingery at third. Adam Hazley in center field. And then pitching and batting ninth is Vinny Velo, Vince Velasquez. Jesus Christ. Hopefully he doesn't give up, you know, seven runs in an inning again. But Yeah, that'd be... Uh, wouldn't be the first time. That would be helpful if he didn't... If he, you know, just didn't suck today. Um, <laughs> yeah, Reese, I don't even... Like, where do you even go from yeah. here? Like, he's at absolute bottom. And we've been kind of waiting on him to just, you know, we figured himself out. First off, it was just a slump, which, you know, happens to players. It happened to, to Bryce, you know, mm-hmm. earlier in the season as well. And um, it's be like, it's honestly beyond a slump now. It's beyond just like, oh, you know, it's just like a rough month. Like he is, he's genuinely been bad for some time now. And it's, it's actually getting to be worrisome because I think there's my like big takeaway from this past like a week is that there's so much bubbling under the surface, like, behind the scenes here, um, that, like, I think this team is ready to implode, yeah. honestly. Like, I'm very worried about, like, these divisional games in September when, mm-hmm. like, the pressure is really going to be on this team to that win. starts, you know, next on Friday. Yeah. Against the Mets. So, like, I I, I don't know. <laughs> like, it, it honestly feels like a pressure cooker right now. And... Like I'll be honest, I like I'm not saying Gabe should be fired, but I don't have much faith in Gabriel to pull us through this. Like I really <laughs> don't. Like after last year too, when we yeah. were in a very similar situation this time of year, where everyone was just kind of like throwing their hands up, like, what the hell happened? Um, Granted, the one thing people I are will playing say, Fortnite in the locker room. Yeah. <laughs> so the, I, the one thing I'll say about this team, and like you take it with a grain of salt, obviously, but you know every player that talks post game or you know it gets talked about via Jim Salisbury who. If you're not following him on Twitter, you're doing Philly's Twitter wrong. Um, legitimately, every player says like the the locker room morale with one another is like through like these guys are with each other 24 seven, which I think is a positive in terms of say Gabe is gone after this year. At least there is camaraderie in the locker room where these guys like last year hated everybody that came in and it was just a negative vibe from the trade deadline on, at least these guys are getting along and, like, they're an actual team, which moving forward, whether Gabe is here or not, you need that. Yeah, I love when, like, you know, millionaire superstars can, like, you know, just put aside their differences and hang out for a few months. Um, We were talking about Reese, though, and he's becoming our resident statistician. Johnny Heller on Twitter. If you're not following him, please do. Um, The 162-game pace on July 31st for Reese Hoskins. Batting 257, uh, 393, and 520. That was his slash line. On pace for 35 home runs and 104 RBIs. Bryce Harper's pace, a 252, 373, 468 slash line. 28 home runs, 110 RBIs. Right now, Reese Hoskins is on pace for a 233, 378, 467 slash line. 31 home runs, 91 RBIs. 
Bryce Harper on pace for a 253, 370, 497 slash line, 36 home runs, and 119 RBIs. It's not good, God. <laughs> um, They've gone in complete opposite directions in this last month. Like, again, this this is where like my concern about behind the scenes stuff creeps in because what's happening with Reese is like, again, it's just beyond just a little bit of a slump. Like, there has to have been something that happened that we just don't know about, or yeah. what like did Mally like really screw him up? I've like I just have no idea. What's, as as what's silly as here. it sounds, I feel like that is part of it. Like he's you look at Reese and like just his approach at the plate is completely off. Like. For the in-depth look at it, like his back leg when he's swinging is not what it is when Reese is going through the, you know, those two and a half week power surges that we've known to expect from him. Yeah, when's the last time we had one of those? Exactly. Reese is he's he just looks completely lost whenever he's up to bat, and now it's you know transferring over to when he's fielding at first base. Yeah, it's just, he's just lost all confidence. Um, I honestly think just like the end of the season can't come soon enough. <laughs> like truly, like I just think everyone needs a break because, um, man, every, like I don't know. It, it's just been like one one thing after another with this team, and like yeah. one like just really annoying loss after another. It feels like every week we have a really stupid loss to, to, to yeah. talk about. And, Last uh, night was that stupid loss. Yeah, and it's just like where where do you even go from there? You know, like mm-hmm. I, you know, and somehow, annoyingly, we're still in the wild card, <laughs> which pisses me out. Like, just let us go. <laughs> Two games out. Um, but the night before, we uh, you know we talked about how Bryce Harper needs to be the villain and everything. Well, uh, Philly's got a new villain. It's Sean Rodriguez of all people. You know, he comes out, has his comments about the fans, calling us entitled. Uh, the more you go back and listen to it, the more it sounds like he's trying to stand up for Reese Hoskins because that first game, there were people um, behind the dugout and everything heckling Reese Hoskins while he was in the, uh, the on-deck circle and everything, and obviously with just all of his struggles going on, but not the best word choices from Sean Rodriguez in my also, opinion. Also like if you were to handpick the worst spokesperson oh. out of the entire clubhouse to go out there and talk about entitlement and like be a loud mouth and try and shut the fans down, I would have picked Sean Rodriguez. You know why? Cuz he's already not someone that people like. Yeah. Like he was already someone that everyone was at best neutral on if not just like yeah, this guy sucks. Yep. We pay him for absolutely nothing. Um you know, like, everyone thinks he's just here just because he's Gabe's boy, which he probably is. Um, and, like, the underlying message, like you said, isn't wrong. It's the delivery and the word yes. choice and the person who said it. Um, I have no problem with, like, you know, sticking up for a teammate and saying, like, hey, don't boo the guy. But, A, there's idiots in every crowd. Like, yes. I don't want to tell you. Like, people pay $400 to go see a game just to see us lose to the Pirates. They get pissed off. Like, right. I, like, what, like, what do you want? You know, he's one of the, the stars of the franchise. He should be performing better. Just, like, cut dry. And he knows that. Everyone knows that. But, you know, like, what do you expect? People are going to show up to the game, and they're going to say stuff like that. They're going to boo. Like, that's just how it works. I Like, I don't they know. pay good money to be there, too. It's literally part of, like, the whole thing. You can debate whether or not that's, like, fair or not. We had this ex- exact same discussion like, in the Brooklyn Nets series about, mm-hmm. like, you know, the Sixers getting booed off the floor. And everyone's like, oh, don't boo your team. No. 
you're, you're, you you're first right first game of a play. It's obviously different than a you know pretty much a dead rubber game in right. August. It really means nothing, you know, in, in to the Phillies. But you, you pay a lot of money. You show up just to see you guys stink, and and just you know that pisses you off. And I I personally don't do it. I've never booed my own team, but mm-hmm. I like. Also, not gonna tell someone else how to like live their life. As right. long as they're not being like overly antagonistic, mm-hmm. which it seems like maybe people were, which is unfair. And like, you know, I agree. But it's just like, I don't know. It's Sean Rodriguez saying, "Yeah, like he's <laughs> gonna be here for another month and then he's gone." If there's one player that I would never take seriously in my life, it's him. Like, dude, you like you suck. Yes, <laughs> you just flat out suck. Like Corey Seidman tweeted, game one of the the Pirates series when Sean Rodriguez. Of all people, hits the walk off. Um, you know, a blind squirrel finds a nut every now and again. He's here to hit lefties. Like he is your pinch hitter for left-handed pitchers. Going and you know, of course, the the home run was off a righty, so it doesn't even matter. But against lefties, Sean Rodriguez in his last fifteen at bats, one hit. He is one for fifteen. Is he like batting like one ten for the entire month? Let's. That was his second hit of the entire month. Was that walk off home run? Like. Come on, man. I will pull up his numbers. Don't call me entitled when you've made $20 million in your career. And, like, Mm -hmm. three-fourths of that have just been as, like, you know, end-of-the-line fodder. He had, uh, had like, three good years. Here's Sean Rodriguez's uh, numbers for the season. A .2 war, 85 at-bats, 19 hits in those 85 at-bats, four home runs. He's hitting below his career average at .224. uh, Scored 18 runs, 11 RBIs, one stolen base. His on-base percentage, 330. He's slugging 412, a 742 OPS, and a 91 OPS+. plus. Yeah, sick. Thanks, Sean. Terrible. Yeah, I feel very entitled. <laughs> like, I feel, you know... You're nobody. Listen, I've watched a lot of, like, not great baseball players play for the Phillies, especially over the last few years, and, like, <laughs> some forgettable faces. I'm definitely not going to forget Sean Rodriguez yes. now, because now everyone's going to be like, oh, that guy sucks. Like, he really... Again, like he's got he's his wife going at people on Twitter. Could, like, okay, so I wouldn't talk about that because that's where I think a lot of this behind the scenes stuff. I know everyone likes to say that, like, oh, we're all boys here and we all have fun. I feel like we heard the same stuff last year, mm-hmm. and then it comes out like a few months later that people are smashing TVs in the clubhouse in the middle of games because people are playing Fortnite. Yeah. You know, like, they, let's let's be honest. People are good at keeping things under wraps, generally speaking. Gabe Kapler, we we know his controversial past with keeping certain matters mm-hmm. that happen at hotels under wraps. We know that he does these things. Um, what I what worries me? I am gonna pull these tweets. Some up. of this could be overblown, but his wife is is liking and you know seems to be suggesting that it's not just Sean Rodriguez that feels this way that feels this like unsettlement that there is an issue in the locker room with how either fans are treating them or just with the season in general that to me is worrisome and in a vacuum just that thing on its own I would just take it as okay like you know it's his wife she's clearly like has like a bias here and you know I'm, I'm sure as well like wants to defend her husband like totally reasonable um all that and, and maybe things get overblown whatever you couple it with like the cesar thing this past week mm-hmm. where like gabe says he's not playing for one reason and cesar just completely ignores him. he's like i don't know he didn't tell me that like mm-hmm. what like that's beyond even just miscommunication it's like why is this why is one of you even lying about this right. like what is the point here like that's and, and then people bringing up the language barrier thing. No, the Phillies have one of the best interpreters it, in the world. There's no such thing as a language barrier there. in this situation. Yeah, like you throw he, that in the garbage. If it was like, 
I, no, it's like because it's two completely different sentences. Yeah, like, it's just completely different things. Gabe is saying Gabe that he, he's he got benched because he didn't hustle. Cesar is saying like, he didn't tell no, me that. He he didn't say that. It was just a, a typical like re, like day a routine off. rest day. Like those are wildly different, yeah. absolutely different ends of the wildly different things. And I I refuse to believe that it, through any translation that that could be misinterpreted. I really like. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what concerned me is you know you, you have these instances keep popping up where it's like does Gabe actually have control here like is Gabe yeah. like actually is Gabe know good? what's going on <laughs> is, Gabe, is Gabe good at this because like I feel like I can't tell and I feel like it's a situation where Gabe has been put in like some difficult situations mm-hmm. because I think it's almost like and I think I've made this comparison before as well. David Blatt, when he was hired the summer that LeBron came to the Cavaliers, right. was hired as a coach with the intention that he was going to be coaching a very young team mm-hmm. that very likely was not going to be making playoffs and was just focused on player development. Was Gabe Kapler hired with the idea that in a year he would be coaching or managing a theoretical World, World Series, Series contender? No? Question mark? Question mark? I, like... I, who knows? And like, it does. And I'm not saying this to say like Gabe needs to be fired. I'm not saying this like I don't think Gabe can do the job. I'm, but I'm also saying that I have no clue if a Gabe Kapler is a good manager. I'm mm-hmm. just being very honest. We've had a, almost two full seasons, and but we have no clue. I feel like everything you've read about him from, from actual. Now again, some of these players are like have discontent because they've you know, been shuffled around, right? But you could also make that case that Gabe has not exactly been good Even at the best hand either. managing the confidence of players, right. specifically pitching this year. Like that has been, and he hasn't necessarily been given the proper tools. That's the thing is to like, go along it, with. It almost feels unfair though to criticize Gabe too much because it's like he hasn't really given great pitching, and he's also had to deal with a ton of injuries. So it's like you're you're trying to grade him, and you constantly like. You know, you take points off for this, but then it's like, well, you know, like, is that really his fault? Yeah. I don't know. I, right. And I also think a baseball manager's job already is really, like, what? there's obviously tactics and strategy mm-hmm. in baseball, but it's not like a football coach, right, right? where it's like... Or even you a basketball can, coach. It's very easy to tell who the good and the bad ones mm-hmm. are. You know, like, you've had baseball managers win World Series, but have sucked at every other job they've had right. before and every job after, you know? Like, so it's like, well, like... I have no idea if Gabe Kapler is good. And I have no idea if the Phillies know if Gabe Kapler is good. Because the Phillies haven't even set him up for 100% chance of success because of the roster construction, which we've talked about at length and at nausea on this show. One thing I know for sure, though, is that... And again, Gabe has a really difficult job. Every, like, manager at, at... you know, in, in baseball is a really difficult job because it's a long season. There's a lot to account for, all that. I get it. And you have to talk to the media every day. The one thing I know about Gabe, though, is he does seem to have an issue with managing players. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm talking, like, on a, like a, a personal basis. Right. There have been a lot of players that have said that they don't feel connected. Mm-hmm. And, again, you know, that's going to happen with some players. They're going to be on the fringes just naturally, especially in a sport like baseball where you're, you, know, you can be recalled and sent back up and – but it feels like there's been a lot of decisions and mismanagement this year that are just seem like did no one think about this beforehand? Or is like is someone actually talking to Nick Williams? Is someone yeah. actually like having conversations with Vince Velasquez and Zach Eflin like Nick about Pavetta. like is someone actually talking to them or are they just like getting letters? 
Yeah. Or are they finding out on Twitter from the Michael <laughs> Franco getting demoted on his birthday? Like, like you know, like it, that's what I'm saying. Like, and it, again, you go back to last year, where you know everyone kind of like talked throughout the season that Gabe was great and that everything was great, and then we find out afterward. I know it was like terrible behind mm-hmm. the scenes. There's genuine like problems in the locker room. Like, are we gonna find out in like January that like I, no, this is all hypothetical, but that like Reese like just hates it. Yeah. Like just hates Gabe. Like I'm not saying that's the case, but like. What are we going to find out in the winter about mm-hmm. this team like we did last year? You know, like, I, I, I'm more worried than I thought I would be about, like, Gabe's future and, like, what the hell is happening to this team. Because I think you look at just, like, the underperformance against bad teams. Like, that's, I, I think that's on Gabe, personally. Absolutely. Like, I, I think I think preparing your team mentally is, that's every coach's job in any sport. Like, you have, like, every coach has that responsibility. You know, like I said, you know, in the NFL, a head coach has a different responsibility than a baseball manager does. You know, they, they have different roles and maybe more involved or less involved in strategy. But every single head coach, manager, whatever, their responsibility is mentally preparing their team to win right. games and, and getting them focused. I'll be honest. I don't I don't see that with the no. Phillies. Like, I, I don't see that at all and that's that's a huge question mark i i, I just i don't know <laughs> yeah there's just you know we went into this came into the season with questions and i feel like we're leaving with like 30 more yep you know and it's just it's frustrating it's like stranger things season two and we're just waiting for season three yeah. to give us the answers um but the tweets from sean rodriguez's wife stem from a tweet from friend of the show supporter of the show sam wilson uh she's on 97.5 the fanatics morning show she tweeted, I think one of the most annoying parts of Sean Rodriguez's postgame comments is the fact that he literally used his only time that the media even cared to talk to him to bash Philly fans. What a pathetic dude. So then she follow, his Sean Rodriguez's wife follows it up and says, You see it as bashing fans, dot, dot, dot. I see it as him defending his teammates. Agree to disagree with, like, the kiss with the heart emoji. Um, Sam then goes and says, Defending his teammates by bashing the fan base he plays for with the thinking emoji. When his teammates have come out and said they understand booze when they're playing poorly. Uh, Rodriguez's wife then goes to say, when you go to work and do something uh, wrong, what would you prefer? Someone coming to you uh, in love, telling you what you did wrong. Have you ever worked before? Because <laughs> that's not how people talk to you at work. Or getting in your face and telling you what a horrible job you've done. Come on, let's not act like there's a good excuse for being mean. Love wins all caps what, what every would time. I, what would I prefer? <laughs> Yes, I would love it if my manager or boss or whoever came to me with love, but that's not how it works. And I also don't work in, like, a giant industry that's worth billions of dollars and getting paid six figures. Like, just, you know, like, I have a lot of empathy for, like, athletes because at the end of the day, they live in a really big spotlight, and I understand it. I understand when you have to talk to the media. Like, Sean Rodriguez, I don't think, actually has a real issue with the fans in that way. I think he used... He had poor just word Words. structure. Correct. I think the I think it's really the entitlement. I think that's where people are like, all right, well, like, fuck you. Like, yeah, honestly, literally. Like, like, you know, like, it's one thing to say, like, you know, I don't really care for the booing. It's another thing to call fans entitled because that's where people, I think even beyond just Philly fans would get upset at that because it's like, no, like, you know, we literally pay your salary. And by mm-hmm. the way, Citizens Bank Park is still getting people in the door somehow for this terrible team. I think the issue is, is like again, I have empathy for these for these players, and at the end of the day, they're human. They like hear this stuff; they have to deal with it. I understand it's mentally taxing. However, you enter 
this job, this profession, knowing that. Yeah. Knowing that that's the pressure you on you. You are a national spotlight knowing, night in and night out. And guess what? I'm sorry, but you're compensated very well for it. Yes. I, like, I'm sorry. You're making six figures. You've made $20 million in your career. I will never sniff that in my life. I could work three lives over and probably would not make $20 million during the Like, get over it. I'm sorry. Like, at, at a certain level, like, yes, booing, like, can't feel great. Mm-hmm. And I don't want it to ever be overly antagonistic, which I don't think it's... I don't know. I, I'm not there. I don't hear the things they hear. But I feel like they also hear that stuff every single night. You know, like, I feel like every night they're, they're getting heckled by someone. And that's just part of the game. Like, again, you're paid well. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I'm so- I wish it didn't happen to you. Like, I don't do it. But at the same time, like, I don't know, man. Like, you're paid a lot of money. Like, maybe just get over it. Like, is that also not an option? To just Like, I get heckled at work. Yeah, <laughs> like, I get all talk, the time. I get talked to rudely at work, and not even always just from, like, other people. Like, from people I work with. Yep. I, like, you just kind of have to move on, man. I, I don't know. You know, I, I get it sucks when it's, you know, 40,000 people booing you, but I don't know. I... I, I I, I think people have, like, dipped too far over into the player empowerment thing without realizing also that, like, okay, but, like, you know, m- maybe get over it, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, you are still a multimillionaire. Even Sean Re- Rodriguez is a He's multimillionaire. Million dollars I don't career. exactly feel terrible for him. Yeah. You could put me out on the pitcher's mound butt naked and just have fans come out one at a time, hit line drives at me for $550,000. <laughs> I'm dead serious. You could have, like, 100 fans do that to me. I, I take yeah. it. That's that's embarrassment, pain, and torture all in one thing, and I would do it for your salary. Yep. I think you can handle some booing. I'm sorry. I really think you can. Yeah. I, I get. I get. I'm not trying to be like insensitive towards like Reese and like everyone else because I get it. Mm-hmm. Like I get that that has to be mentally tasking. But I think they also forget that there are people in the stands in Philly, especially the area is pretty like it's pretty working class. Like yeah. it's not like a hugely rich city like yes there's like definitely wealthy people at the games and you know there's really wealthy sections like a lot of you know you took it like the diamond club and the hall of fame like a majority of the stadium is your working classes just just look around selling money out from their hard-earned paychecks you're paying for tickets alone 30 if you're going with with a family you're paying 200 bucks to get in the door Mm -hmm. and that might even be like pretty good deal you 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 spend like another like hundred dollars on food there, like twenty bucks on parking, gas to get there, or whatever like train you take, like it adds up. Yeah, you know, like I, I don't know, like I, I see, I understand both sides of this where like fans feel Definitely. upset because players aren't performing to the expectation. I don't really like feel any type of way about booing. If you want to boo, like sure, Go but like for I've, it. I've never found myself in a situation of like wanting to boo my own team. Right. Um. But I also, and I also understand players like being upset about that. But I, again, I, I feel like when you enter any professional sport, you understand that there's going to be times where you're talked to unfairly by fans. And I think as long as it doesn't cross a line where you're being like physically, you know, you know, attacked, like you had that Tyreek Hill thing yeah. last year, we had like the beer, that, that's unacceptable, like totally. Or if it's like crossing a very personal line where they're saying something, you know, like racial or ethnic mm-hmm. or like homophobic, like anything like the, those types of like heckling and things like that, like that's unacceptable in has any no, circumstance. Has, has no place. But I like, did, like, did you become a professional baseball player without the thought that you might never be booed in your life? I get when it, it's your own fans, it probably feels worse, but like, I, like I don't turn know, it like, around. Use this motivation to be better. Yeah, or just like again, ignore it. <laughs> yeah, like just zone it out. I like, I don't know. I, I it's it's because it's frustrating when you hear it and it's like, well, you know what? 
maybe this team deserves to be booed mm-hmm. because frankly this this season sucked and like yeah. has not been fun for fans. There's, there's been what's what's the last great moment we had? If it wasn't for that grand slam that Bryce hit, mm-hmm. this like what would we even have to look back on the season on besides like the first like month and a half? Bryce walking off against the Dodgers again, a Bryce moment. Uh, and by the way, a guy it. who embraced the boos. Yes, a guy who said, "Yeah, you know, I'd boo me too." Yeah, <laughs> and and Bryce wasn't even getting hard boos. I in fact, I feel like a lot of the boos at Bryce were like sarcastic, and I I understand like. Someone maybe not from like Philly like wouldn't understand that or like mm-hmm. has never been in like a stadium like but I feel like to me they always never seemed like people were actually upset at Bryce it was just like a oh like this is just what we do we just boo people because yeah. it's fun like it's not like no one was actually upset at Bryce really at any no. point this season but like yeah Bryce embraced him it was like yeah he understood you know, like I don't know I like and look at Bryce now on yeah. fire I don't know it's just. It's a weird situation. I wish that Sean Rodriguez could take his words back because mm-hmm. I don't think he meant to say that in the way that he did. Right. I think ultimately his endeavor was to defend defend Reese, Reese which is like totally teammates or... totally cool. I'm cool with that. Totally there for you defending your teammates. Yeah. I and I, I think he would take the words back as mm-hmm. well. I think he would still have the same message, but I think he would word it much differently. Absolutely. Um, like he's gonna get booed forever now. Unfor- like I don't even know if it's unfortunate. I don't know. So it is. But like, I don't know. You know, he he like it, it, this whole season's just been a train wreck. Yes. <laughs> it's just, and this is what I mean when I say it feels like it's gonna implode at any point because I feel like the fans are ready to give up. Honestly, yeah. like I feel like there's a lot of people that are just like, you know, over it, just over it. You know, like we're needing walk-offs to beat the Pirates. You know, yeah. like what what are we doing here? Like. What the best case scenario right now is we make like, the wild card, somehow beat the Nationals, and, and then get have waxed to play, by the Dodgers. Play the Dodgers. Are you? Are we going to feel any better if we lose to the Nationals in the wild card, which is the worst scenario for the season? I would ra- on truly, truly would rather just miss the playoffs mm-hmm. than make the wild card and lose the Nationals. That is like one of the worst case scenarios we could have for this year. Yeah, <laughs> but like. I don't like. There's no scenario where the season ends where I feel I'm happy, but I, there are ones where I'm less upset. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know where. I don't know where the season's gonna go at this point. I like football starts in a week. Yep. <laughs> That's really the only sentence I can come up with. Uh, some positive Phillies news. We might have to find a way to uh, watch the Arizona Fall League, Matt, because. Phillies currently have six participants. This is via Matt underscore Winkleman on Twitter. Very good Phillies follow, especially for prospects. Uh, Participants so far for the Phillies in the Arizona Fall League. Our guy Alec Bohm, Spencer Howard, another one of our guys, Mickey Moniak, Nick Matone, a shortstop prospect, JoJo Romero, and Connor Siebold. Connor Siebold is a little surprising on there. I guess his stock is rising. Um, Yeah, he's he's an interesting inclusion Mm -hmm. on that, but... I, I'm intrigued to see that he's going to be Most of those names, especially like Boehm, Howard, Moniak, not surprised yeah. to see those names. Um, yeah, but Seabold is definitely like... He's one of those would sneaky not prospects. Have, would that, not have expected... I mean, you know, everyone gets, wants to get really in-depth to like, you know, all like the prospects rankings and mm-hmm. stuff. And I think there's definitely like smart people that do those things, like much smarter than I am and, and scouts that really understand the game. But like... Reese as well was not a highly ranked prospect. No, and like, I don't think he was ever a top thirty prospect. And I'm I'm not sure he's the best person to use right at this moment. Right. <laughs> but you know, like 
you know, Reese came in and made a huge impact, and I think mm-hmm. still will in the future. So it's like, I don't know. Like, not every player's Bryce Harper is, like, number one. Exactly. Like, since they were 15, you know? Like, there are players that, you know, make it through that aren't exactly, you know, your top 10 guys even. Yeah. So. Very interesting to see this list, though. Yeah. And there could be more names added, but this is so far the six that uh, have been announced. You talk about football, Matt. Um, but one message to the Phillies. Please win this freaking series. Just... That's why. Beat the Pirates. Um, let's be honest. Let's just be honest here for a second. We They should. They should. We want them to. They're not. But, like Matt said, let's not hold our breath. Just expect absolutely nothing with this team. <laughs> uh, Eagles preseason finale is tomorrow night against the Jets. Make sure you check out Eagles Enemies that went up today with uh, Michael Nania from Gangrene Nation and the Cool Your Jets podcast. Had a lot of fun recording with him. But the bigger news, Matt, is this whole Jadavion Clowney situation. My Dolphins getting in the mix, baby. <laughs> no uh, more eight and eights, baby. We're going nine and seven with like a few extra sacks sprinkled in. So this whole thing has kind of transpired over the last couple of days. Um, Jadeveon Clowney has obviously not signed his franchise tender, and it seemed like he was going to be heading to the Dolphins. Jadeveon didn't sound too intrigued by how things were transpiring. Who would? Who would? <laughs> Who would? He then fires his longtime agent, Bus Cook. So Jadavion Great name. Is, yes. Bus Cook. Uh, Jadavion no longer has an agent. He is technically a free agent because he hasn't signed that uh, franchise tender, so he has to get permission but can talk to other teams' coaches and front offices and stuff to kind of work something out so that when he does sign that franchise tender, he can be traded to whatever team he chooses. Um, but it's interesting because it then surfaced that he would prefer to go to the Seahawks or the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm. Now, the interesting part is the Eagles recently re-signed Brandon Graham to a three-year contract. They have Derek Barnett. They signed Vinnie Curry to a one-year deal. They have Josh Sweat. And Deshaun Hall has kind of been a a preseason, you know, fun story to watch. And he's going to make the team, which is intriguing. But outside of that, there's not much else on the defensive line. I think Jadeveon Clowney is a guy that pushes this team from Super Bowl contender to Super Bowl favorite. He's 26 years old. Like, he's me and Matt's age, which Jeez, is absurd. Don't, don't, um, <laughs> don't date me. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you think about that, and people are like, oh, I don't want to pay him. But, like, he's literally getting ready not to enter money. his prime. It's not my money. Not our money. <laughs> He's getting ready to enter his prime, of, the prime of his career. He won't be used as much as he has been in Houston because, you know, he's paired with J.J. Watt down there, but J.J. hasn't stayed healthy the past few years, so he's been used even more. You put him in a rotation with Brandon Graham and Derek Barnett, two key Super Bowl players for this team that... Brandon Graham is, like, one of the most yeah. iconic Philly sports moments. See, with the, And Barnett is the one that recovered the fumble. Yeah, so, so, like, he, those two together plus Jadeveon Clowney... I don't see how you can't get this done, especially with Howie Roseman as your GM and the Houston Texans do not have a GM right now. So everything literally goes through one Bill O'Brien. And what's what's interesting is Lamar Miller just got hurt. So didn't he tear yes. his ACL? Yes, he's um, out for the season. By the way, hold on, quick tangent. Okay, so we <laughs> talked last Saturday, and it was National Fantasy Football yes. Draft Day. What I can't believe we haven't day. talked about this. That's how weird this week has been. Um, so I said... I don't like to draft this early because I feel like there's just always one kind of bigger name guy that gets hurt. 
that gets hurt like the last week of preseason, like right before the opener, and it was like, oh, I can't believe I drafted this guy. So on Saturday, there you have one. Seriously, one of the strangest, and I think will ultimately be like one of just the weirdest sports retirements ever. And Andrew Luck just yeah. Hanging up it up. retired. We and had a live reaction to it on our Twitch stream, too. So if you haven't checked that out, make sure you do. And Lamar Miller got hurt as well. Who's not, you know, he's not what he was. Like, he's not the, the Lamar Miller anymore. But still, like, a, a guy that probably mm-hmm. most... But Andrew Luck especially. Just absolutely nuts. Big name. But what's interesting about Lamar Miller being injured is that the you know, Eagles have some, like, some running backs maybe they could part with in a potential deal. Yes. And that's the even more interesting part because Adam Schefter was on 97.5 this morning as was uh, Aaron Wilson, who covers the Texans for the Houston Chronicle. Um, Adam Schefter said the price for Jadeveon Clowney is somewhat reasonable. Like, it's not this first-round, second-round pick type nonsense that we keep hearing. Like, it's in the range of a third- or a fourth-round pick and player or players. So that was intriguing. And then Aaron Wilson, like we said, covers the Texans for the Chronicle. Uh, said, quote, they need a physical runner that complements Duke Johnson because the Texans recently traded for the former Browns running back, who's the pass catcher uh, out of the backfield. Bill O'Brien loves Notre Dame guys, and Josh Adams fits the bill. Maybe Corey Clement. They're reasonable and just want to make a deal. I will personally go pick Josh Adams up wherever he lives in the 215 in my Honda Civic, and drive to Houston with him. I will let him pick whatever he wants at Wawa. So he has some Wawa for the he could, road. He could try Whataburger. I've always wanted to try Whataburger. And I will pay for all the gas, too. I will personally drive him to Houston so he can go sign his contract with the Texans. Yeah, that... You know what's interesting, too, is it feels like, you know, you look at, like, past history of contending teams. Mm-hmm. There is, like, a pattern of... Big trades. Like, making, like... A, a trade to put you over the top. Like, the Rams got Brandon Cooks in a trade. And Dante season. Fowler during the season. Yeah, you know, so like... And the season before that, the Patriots got Brandon Cooks. So, like, there's... It, it happens. Mm-hmm. It happens that, like, teams, like, look at it and, like, if you could add, like, that extra piece, like, damn. Eagles traded for J.H.I. during the Super Bowl season. Yeah, you know, like... So, I I do think that there's... There could be something to it here. And I, you look at that price and... I would even say it's a little more than just reasonable. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you think about it, like, even if Clowney is a one-year rental and you don't pay him, you're going to get the comp pick back, and it's going to be a third-round pick because of the type of player he is and the contract he'll get. So say you trade a third-round pick, Josh Adams and Jordan Mailata as the offensive lineman that Houston is looking for, you're going to get that third-round pick back. So it's essentially trading two guys with minimum salary that – are just kind of depth guys for this team because of the spot they're in right now. And I think even too at running back, you have Howard, who you signed with the intention of at the at the time, at the time. I believe, being your starting running back. Right. Now you have Miles Sanders, who, by all accounts, and we still have to see him play, of course. Like that's that's going to be a big mm-hmm. part of this. But by all accounts, from everything we've heard about him, is going to be the franchise running back. Pretty damn good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you brought Darren Sproles back. Like, you know, Wendell you do, Smallwood is still here. You have some room to maybe make way with with some of that end of the who by the way like Adams and Clement are good players like yeah. they're not they're not bad they're not scrubs you know like they they could genuinely I mean Clement had like an amazing Super Bowl yeah. so like they, they can play well agent. so I, I do think there might be something to it and 
Clowney on the Eagles would be amazing. Um, be absurd. I, I feel like people have already forgotten his like most famous play in college, where he mm-hmm. like just it was a, it was South Carolina versus Michigan, right? And he just yeah. absolutely ripped bum rush through and it just ripped the helmet off and just get, like ate up the ball. That that like I can't. It's so hard to describe now because like highlights back then didn't go like viral the way that they do now, where it's like just right on your like Twitter feed and that's it. But like. Literally every time you turn on ESPN for like six mm-hmm. months, that hit was playing, and like people got sick of it at a, at a point. Um, but like he's just like a monster. <laughs> I, I think it's it's unfair that he probably gets like compared to that hit all the time. But like there was just like no better like just example of just the havoc he could cause than that hit. Yeah, and some of the other quotes uh, from Aaron Wilson when he was on ninety seven five the fanatic today. Uh, said he's not so sure about the Dolphins. He'd rather play for a winner and a contender. And the two teams I was told were the Eagles and the Seahawks. Um, and then he goes on to say, uh, you know, they want at least a player out of the trade. They want another wide receiver. They might be looking at one of the backup linemen like Big V or maybe a running back. And then that's when he went on to say, you know, Josh Adams, Corey Clement, that kind of thing. I'd be more than willing to trade Big V a four and Josh Adams to go get Jadavion Clowney and bring him in here. Brandon Graham was on WIP and said, you know, he's welcoming to literally anybody that comes in to uh, this team that makes us better. And that's the positive mindset you should have as a player, and I think that's good to hear from one of your team leaders as well, uh, bringing in a guy that will be playing the same position as him. Get it done, baby. Get it done, Howie. Bring Clowney here. Let us do an emergency podcast because you know how those go. And uh, Jadeveon Clowney here would be absolutely absurd. Would. So, get it done. Final bit of news. We've got some new Philly babies to talk about. Yeah, we do. We've got two. Look at this uh, positive news. Look at this. Fun. We, we were talking about Nate. We were totally off on Baby Harper's name. But to be fair... Pretty Nobody weird, would. Pretty, pretty weird name. Different name. For a right field guy, it's a left field name. <laughs> <laughs> We've got... That, uh, was just, that was just a freestyle. Just saying. That was, that was off right the off top the top of the, head. of the dome. That was great. Uh, we've got Crew Aaron Harper. Same middle name as Dad. Yeah. Crew spelled so with we a K. So we were half right, because we did say he might do like Use the thing sake. with like, you know, family name or something. So we were like kind of we there. there. Uh, but Crew with a K... I don't get it. I'll be honest. <laughs> Whatever. You put in our uh, our podcast group chat sounded like a Pac Sun brand. It was. It was. Okay. Um it's different, you know, and it was it was on Bryce's fat knob. Um there was a very funny tweet the, the I think last night, uh, with a picture of, of Bryce's bat knob and Billy Ripkins uh talking about, you know, <laughs> naming their bat knobs and everything like that. I retweeted that on my personal Twitter so you can go check that out, but uh, crew Aaron Harper did. I I don't think they have it. Have they given a reason for why crew? I like, haven't seen anything because they they were kind of like mum on the whole thing to begin with too. Like he yeah. went on paternity leave and didn't really even hear anything until like two days ago. Yeah, on uh, Monday when we found out that crew was born on Thursday. Yeah, and then they just kind of fine. Like, yeah, keep they your personal life yours, to but kind of just you know just like hang out and relax and why crew. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, something tells me it has to do because Kayla's name starts with a K. Yeah, but you can only, you can only do that if, like, you both have, like... True, uh, that's very true. The the first letter, you know, like, 
if she was like Brittany or something, or like he was like Chris with a K, then you could do like the whole family has one, you know, that starts with the same letter. But I, I feel like it's it's, it's lopsided. Mm-hmm. And it's just like also if you're going to do the K thing, you could have done like I don't know a lot of other names. Crew must mean something that I don't know. It's just kind of. Kind of strange, but whatever. Do you? Yeah. You Bryce Harper. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> so we've got Crew, Aaron Harper, and then uh, just this morning or a couple days ago, yeah, Claude, I, th- I think Baby Drew came yeah, through Drew land, and uh, the picture that Claude Drew's wife posted is just—it's so memeable that I love it. Um, but Gavin James Drew, what a hockey name! It is a good middle name coming from JVG. Uh, Middle, middle name coming from Uncle Uncle James Van Riemsdyk for sure, um, but I love the touch of the "Hello, my name is." Yeah, that's good. Tag that was definitely Claude thought that would Absolutely. be really funny. Um, <laughs> so congrats to the Giroux family, the Harpers on the new babies, and uh, you know who knows? Maybe they'll be the next uh, faces, just like their dads. It's crazy to think that Bryce Harper's son will be in middle school and thirteen years old by the time his contract is done. Yeah. Time is next, a crazy thing. Next child prodigy is is crew going to be the next Sports Illustrated uh, cover athlete? Oh, Jesus, <laughs> what's what's his middle name again? Aaron with one A. K A H. Not great initials. Jeru definitely has the stronger initial yes. game, but Crew's that's just a, I don't know. Would not have expected that. I, like you could have me a thousand names would not have picked that one but whatever and bryce does go yard his first game back yeah i okay so like powered by the dad not that i'm ever rooting for the phillies to lose but i was like hoping we weren't gonna get this like thing for the next week it was like yeah. wow the phillies are unbeaten since bryce became a dad <laughs> and like, it's gone like thanks reese for at least ending that putting us out of our misery <laughs> I'm, I'm so sick of like weird things that happen yes. to the phillies and everyone's like oh the phillies are undefeated since gabe swatted that fly at his press conference so i don't know um, powered by the dad bods. So. I've had enough bamboo. Is yes. what I'm saying. I've had enough of the bamboo. I've had enough of the Charlie Manuel. I've had enough of the the dances. Like since Reese danced, he's undefeated. I, I'm over it. <laughs> I'm over it. Uh, Dom in the chat says that uh, Jadavion is headed to Del Sandro's as we speak. Per sources, I would like to join him. I'm Cannot confirm nor deny, but who knows? Get Jadavion here, Howie. Just make it happen and. uh Hopefully, we'll be talking about a Philly series win on Saturday. Let's be honest. We're not holding our breath. Probably not. Uh, for the brand, make sure you check out our shirt store, guys. Designtree.com, DSGN Tree. Uh, we had an awesome, awesome sale like we talked about uh, last Friday. So thank you guys for all that support. But you can still get shirts. We launched our new On the Road to Victory Eagles shirt to get you guys ready for the season. We've got more shirts coming, too. Uh, just search Underground Sports Philadelphia on their website. Follow them on Twitter at DSGN Tree and use the promo code DSGN5 for $5 off at checkout. They do a lot of great stuff for us, so make sure you check them out and give them a follow and tell them we sent you over to their website. Um, but I think that's all we got for you. This has been Game 162, so we've done a full baseball season of podcasts by the numbers. Crazy to think about. So thank you guys for all the support. And uh, as always, show brought to you by Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21, Welcoming back Wainwright Bernhardt Funeral Home, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. Show is a little earlier today because I am headed to a live fantasy draft that 
I just found out today is going to be on TV locally in Cumberland County, Channel 22. Um, it's also going to be on the Quinn Broadcasting Facebook page and on their website. I'm representing all of Underground Sports Philadelphia, so it's going to be our podcast team uh, as well as through Goal Line, and it's a charity league. So the charity that I picked, if I win, I get to uh, make a donation there. It's going to Chris Long's Water Boys Foundation, and uh, if you don't know about them, make sure you check that out. They do a fantastic job building wells and uh, supplying clean water around the world. So check out uh, the Water Boys. That's the charity we'll be uh, making a donation to if I end up winning this league. So I'm picking number 9 out of 10. Not the best spot, but not the worst spot. And uh, we'll keep you guys updated on Twitter.com. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. And you can follow us on Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. And follow us on Twitter at UndergroundPHI. Last week or so now until our uh, Bryce Harper tops giveaway ends. The cards came in. They look fantastic. Very, very uh, detailed and a job well done by tops. So make sure you enter that. It's uh, on our Twitter page. All you got to do is retweet the tweet and follow us. So make that happen. And uh, we'll be back on Saturday talking about this, uh, you know, the Eagles roster cuts. We'll be able to kind of pick the roster because the roster cuts are due at four o'clock. So we'll do that. Uh, on Saturday, talk about the Phillies as they face off against the Mets and whatever else may sure, come we up. won't be disappointed. <laughs> so until then, this has been Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 162. For Matt, I'm Kyle. We're signing off. Peace.